Welcome to Queer Longing, a podcast where we discuss and explore everything that we're longing for and living for in our queer community. I am Olivia Taylor. And I'm Lucy Cecil. So Olivia, I mean, you're looking very well, very refreshed. Do you care to tell everybody what you've been up to? Really? I mean, it's nice that you say that, but I have no makeup on and I do have like a spot coming here. So thank you for reaffirming my natural state you're a natural you're a natural beauty you're a natural beauty (laughs) obviously you are too but also your bandwidth is low um according to this recording so we can't have everything (laughs) yeah my bandwidth struggles on the best of days which is just really like in my opinion not okay in this the year of our lord 2021 how can i have bad bandwidth especially when i am paying for fiber what what's going on there i i I can't even talk about it because it makes me feel like too much of an angry adult and I don't want to be an angry adult. So. Yeah, yeah. You can just like not agree with it, just the normal amount to keep yourself, keep, keep your mind in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so um, obviously I have been um, away enjoying passages new in the countryside, but what have you been doing this past week, Lucy? Um, oh God, uh, I've done a bunch of things. I've um, been uh, been to the cinema. I've, uh, which I'll talk about later. Um, I've had some mates round, been to mates' houses. I just truly living, you know, like oh, and I, <laughs> I even started actually writing my um, screenplay, which feels very nice. So I'm happy about that. Um, actually managed to get some words onto paper. So you know, bits are happening. But I mean, I've not been up to much because I mean, I have. I mean, that's quite a lot of bits, maybe. But also, there's a lot of not doing in the middle of all that. But yeah, mm, that sounds very nice. Um, oh, you're going to talk about the cinema later. I still haven't been to the cinema yet. Obviously, I went to the theatre when I went to see uh, Bloody Hell, but I have not had my um, View Cinema Kids snack pack in about two years, so it's long overdue. You've got to get those smarties, Liv. I mean, come on. I mean. I'm more of a magic stars girl. I like, I like sorry. magic stars. Of course. I'm sorry. How I, I forget you so easily. I'm so sorry. <laughs> My favorite magic star is that one that has a mouth like this. Like a spiral mouth. Like. Is that meant to be a dummy? Is that a baby magic star? I'm always confused about what it means, but I like it. <laughs> I can't say that I've ever in my life, over my 31 years on this planet, looked at the magic stars. So... <laughs> I'm you've not afraid. looked at their little their little faces i've i've barely ever had magic stars i think i've probably had two packets of magic stars in my whole life so i'm sorry i can't i can't help you there we'll have to get an expert in expert guest yeah magic star next next podcast expert q a with uh mr magic star and we'll yeah. see uh we'll see what the gen is um oh that sounds lovely yeah i'm excited to go back to the cinema um what did you see i know you're going to talk about it later but just so just so we know i saw zola um which is oh i'm dying yeah. to see zola yeah um i'm very excited to talk about it i won't like there won't be spoilers on that but i will talk about it in a bit and um, when we talk about what we've watched and bits like that but yeah um would recommend it um uh yeah what have i mean what are you living and longing for let's just go let's just go into it let's dive oh, in yeah, okay let's just go in Let's just do it. Let's just do it. So um, I am um, on the subject of um, kind of entertainment, I suppose. I'm living for the fact that Beanie Feldstein is going to be Broadway's new funny girl, Fanny Bryce. So um, I believe that um, it's had 
God, I think it's had like a 58-year hiatus or something, and now it's um, returning to Broadway. And obviously, Beanie is going to be playing um, the lead role that was previously played by Barbara Streisand. And yeah, I'm living and longing for that fact to have um, some gorgeous queer representation in that lead role and um, well-deserved. And she is just doing all the bits recently because she's doing that. And she's also doing the new um, like Monica Lewinsky scandal um, series, which I think is is like in a similar vein as the O.J. Simpson one and the um, the Versace one and stuff. So um, I think that will be entertaining. Um, so yeah, I'm just really happy for Beanie. And she put up a, a picture today on Instagram where she said that she went dressed as Fanny Bryce to like her own birthday party and she's literally like two years old so I just enjoy it when things like that happen and so I'm happy for Beanie I'm living for it to be honest and um, in terms of longing I am longing for um, queer cabaret this weekend so I went to some queer cabaret in London last week which was very very good dipping my toe back into those magical waters and um, this weekend we're going to be doing more of the same in Manchester but again absolute long time coming seeing the absolute icon and legend that is Juno Birch yes that is happening and I can't believe that I haven't seen them yet and now is my time so I'm very excited for that to happen yeah absolutely very 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 thrilling stuff that is also my longing for obviously um haven't been to a queer cabaret in age well I went to that one at Partizan that was really good um so yeah it would be nice to go to another one and um yeah I'm like um hosting some pals down from Leeds who I've never hosted and I haven't they're staying over and like I've never hosted them here so I'm like excited to like host them here and you know have my like friends stay over and stuff like that I haven't had friends stay over for a while so uh yeah it will be a nice time I'm very much looking forward to that and yeah seeing Juno Birch I feel like it's almost criminal that we haven't done that before. So um, yeah, I cannot wait. It's going to be very, we'll be very, very, very psyched for that. Um, I, I feel like it's going to take everything in my power to not like shout out names of iconic Sims characters that they've made just to be like pollination technician. Um, but I won't, I'll respect the performance. <laughs> will you, well, we'll see. <laughs> who's, who's your, who's your favorite like made up sims character not necessarily by juno birch but like the ones that you can get oh god that's a good question i mean oh god uh i can't even i can't even my mind has gone so blank and yet the sims is so always in my mind uh always so you've got you've got you've got your land you've got your land grabs obviously land grabs that's what they were called the what were the ones like the absolute just the newbies The newbies, um, the goths. you've got the goths, Bella goth, the goths. who's the absolute yeah. icon. Yeah. I did, yeah, I love the goths. I loved like their house, like it always had such a specific style to it. And I always like to go to it just to like have a look at what they'd put in it, like for, for each iteration of The Sims, all the like red and black things, you know, um, pure, pure glamour at the goth house. Um, I did enjoy that. Um, yeah, I don't know, who's, who's your favourite? What's your favourite? Um, well, I love Pollination Technician from Juno's, but I also love Bone Hilda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten about that. <laughs> um, yeah, Bone Hilda, Bone Hilda is an icon. So, um, and the Pancakes family. The Pancakes, of course. Gosh, there's so many. There's so many absolute icons of the of the series. You've got, you got your Olive Spectre. You've got your Calientes. You've got all the ones, all the main players. (laughs) 
it's truly the gift that keeps on giving um yeah i haven't played sims for probably like a year now because it was obviously this time last year around you know beginning of pandemic well i mean god it's been long since the beginning of the pandemic but even then like it was very deep in sims territory this time last year weren't we olivia a lot of our a lot of our time was uh was was uh taken up by uh building and uh living you know and now now we now we trade build and settle so we've moved on (laughs) (laughs) i do yeah have we moved on or have we like moved further back I don't know but um yeah uh, all I know is that I'm not playing the sims anymore but I, I still love it but just uh from a safer distance perhaps than um than I was playing at the time so yeah um those are my living and longing bits you've got the same longing bit as me what are you living for this week Lucy I'm actually living for um and I'm sure you can lend to this as well um I know that you have just been on a wild swimming course which is absolutely stunning love that for you and um, would love to hear about it um but what I am living for is the fact that I've started going swimming again um at the local leisure center um so I've been taking myself um you know went last week I went this week which is in my opinion a pattern (laughs) so uh and I just so the only reason I don't go, I love swimming. And the only reason I don't go a lot is because I don't, I can't like my, I get really anxious around when there's too many people and I don't really know what the deal is. And like, you constantly have that thing of like, you'll start doing some laps. And then before you know it, someone's in your exact space and it's just too much. I can't, I can't really deal with that. I'm not like uh, confident enough to be like, excuse me, this is where I was swimming. But um what's really great is because I'm not working at the moment or not working specific I'm not employed at the moment let's say um I uh can go like in the middle of the day when it's quiet and because of COVID um you have to like book your session now as well so it's like specifically like only a certain amount of people so I've been able to go and both times there's just been like three other people in the same lane but like big lanes and you do like the clockwise thing so it just works perfectly um but I <laughs> Because I wear glasses, in case anyone didn't know, um, I can't see when I don't have them on. <laughs> so when I get from go from like the locker to the pool, I have prescription goggles, right? So I can like see through the goggles when I'm swimming. But when yeah. the locker to the pool, I cannot see anything. And I was like, right. So I like went into the pool for three lanes. I was like, right, these lanes are definitely slow medium fast and I was like but I don't know which which is which so I just got in (laughs) the least the least busy and you know set off like because at the end there were boards but I was at the other opposite end of the boards set off I started swimming (laughs) and I got to the end and then like looked up and it said fast lane I was like oh shit Um, I would have just gone in just got in medium because you know that's the middle right now that is incredibly sensible (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even think of that. That's so stupid. (laughs) That one was also the busier. So I decided to go in the one that was like less busy. But I mean, and I'm not, you know me, I'm humble. I'm not a bragger. But Mm. I think I might belong in the fast lane. That's all I'm saying. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. So, um, but actually, yeah, then yesterday when I went, I went in the medium lane because there was less people in there. Um, and uh, it was actually better to like pace myself instead of like going too fast. But anyway, I'm living for swimming. Uh, I love it loads. My, I was saying to uh, Izzy and Adam last night, I was like, I've decided that, you know, if people say like, if you won like a million billion pounds or whatever, what would you do? And like my one like main luxury thing I would want is my own pool or access to a pool that's private 
to me at when I want it to be because like if I had that I know I would swim basically every day because I, I love it like it's it's the perfect thing for me but I just can't deal with other people <laughs> so um yeah <laughs> that is what I'm living for how has your swimming been this week uh, you've went to some very beautiful places yeah it was very stunning um I went on like a guided um swimming course thing um in the lake district and um yeah it was really really good went out to Derwent water and went swimming there and it's kind of it's one of those things where what you learn on the course is probably like if I told you all the bits you'd be like oh yeah that makes total sense but it's just considerations and sort of things to check and be aware of that maybe like you wouldn't do if you just wanted to go swimming off the cuff which now I feel like are in my mind to not forget right um and it's amazing as well like um I was learning all about like how to maintain core body temperature and just how like flimsy we are as humans and how important it is to like maintain that temperature and also um as like a watch out when you are swimming you'll usually get to a stage with wild swimming where you're like oh you know I feel great like I could do this all day like I'm not cold I'm just fully just like immersed in this experience and that is the time that you need to get out apparently which I didn't really know but that is um like your body potentially um trying to make up for the fact that you are too cold and like staving off hypothermia and that you need to get out and get dressed as soon as possible um because your body's like trying to make it so that you're not like feeling pain but that is like a dangerous time and there's certain things that you can um it's not dangerous but it, it could lead to a dangerous time I guess and there's certain things that you can do to like make sure that you are um that you are maintaining that that core temperature because it's really hard to know yourself like when you're in the water so one of the things is like can you make a fist easily without having to like really try and another thing is like can you touch the middle finger to your thumb um and like is if it goes really white then you know you've been in for too long and if it's hard to do you know you've been in for too long and also like if you're with a group to be aware of each other's like body language and conversations so if someone who's normally quite chatty just like stops talking um or is a bit more monosyllabic then like that's an indication that they need to get out because their brain is trying to work harder to respond to things and it's like it's no like big deal necessarily when that starts to happen but you just need to be aware of it so that you can get out and get dressed as soon as possible and what I also like about it is that like you get dressed dead fast and then you need to like immediately have a hot chocolate and immediately have a flapjack which is also great and she brought those for us which was dead cute and then we were just like there in our like bubble hats in the middle of August like having a flapjack and a hot chocolate and people were walking past in shorts who like didn't realize that we'd been swimming and were like okay because we had like three coats on and hats on and stuff but um yeah I feel like now um I would know what to do and I would feel like confident taking like a group of mates out there and like knowing what to look for and like the bits to do and you should also have like um a little like floaty um that you can strap to yourself which um will let like boats and things know if you're going to be if you're going to be um in the water so that like they don't like mow you down basically so you have this like little thing that you click on and it has like a string with like a little blow up sort of like the size of a rugby ball just like a little floaty thing so you need to have one of those or like a colorful swimming cap or something so that um you don't get you don't get done by the boats 
Um, so yeah, it was really nice. And it's just like such a cliche thing that everyone says about wild swimming, but so exhilarating, so freeing and gorgeous. And um, it is definitely like my thing that I like the best off of sports because I don't really like anything else. And I think it's a good like equalizer because if I think often like swimming is a thing that if you're not like typically that good at other things you can be good at swimming still and it's quite a good like equalizer in in some ways I know not everybody can swim and like that's another issue but I think for me it's like something that I can do that's physical that like gives me a sense of confidence a little bit like where I don't feel like oh I'm always going to be the worst one because that's my default thought that I have with like anything like that that like I'll just be the worst or I'll be rubbish at it and I think to feel that you can do it is quite empowering and that you know you're in natural surroundings and we were the only people in there just surrounded by these massive hills and it was just so beautiful I think like mentally as well it's another it's one of the only sports that you do where you probably don't have an exercise watch on or you don't have your phone playing a podcast and you can really just like engage in the experience so um I would definitely definitely do it again um, I'm looking for a few other spots to go to, but I would definitely go back there. So I think we should take a trip and I will be your flapjack toting guide to the waters of Derwent. That sounds stunning. Yeah. I mean, I've been to, I know a few spots, my sister, uh, very into wild swimming. Um, and I've, I've, I've delved in a couple times, but not, not every single time when, when she goes, but, um, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you've got loads of hot tips there. And I, uh, flapjack and hot chocolate, not something we've ever done. So that is something I would absolutely love. Um, but yeah, no, I, I agree. It is a leveler. It, it's nice. And look at us two absolute swimming stands. <laughs> I know it reminded me because you were saying that it's been five years since we went on our like group holiday to France and we did wild swimming there as well. Um, so I just like definitely need it more in my life. And I was actually talking to the um, instructor about the outrun, which I think you've read as well, the Amy Liptrop book. Yeah, very good book, like that loads. Yeah, and I was like, oh, you know, have you have you read this? Like thinking like, oh, she probably hasn't. And she was like, oh yeah, you know, I've like been on her podcast. Like we've like worked together on some work for Channel 4. We've done this and that together. She's in my book. And I was like, oh my God, celebrity, because I love that book. Um, so um, yeah, if you haven't read The Outrun, by the way, I don't know if you've ever spoken about this on the podcast. I'm sure we have. It is a great book. And if you're interested in wild swimming and sort of um, nature as a metaphor for a lot of bits in your life, then you'll enjoy The Outrun and um, some kind of like rustic and wild descriptions of Orkney, which is also very nice. Um, so yeah, those are my swimming bits and I'm probably living for that as well. Let's just be honest. Yeah, absolutely. We we almost live to 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 dive into beautiful green waters. Beep, beep, beep. Oh, what what what's that? Is that is that is that the pips? Is it is it time for is it time for a news bulletin? I think it is. Okay, um, right, straight over to the news desk. We've got Lucy, um, Lucy Cecil, and um, please give us the highlights um, from the queer longing news desk today. Thank you so much. Thank you, Olivia. Um, if this was a visual medium, you would see me um, shuffling some papers, I'm sure. Um, but it's not. So, um, right. So there's some news that's uh, been going around um, 
around uh, specifically Manchester, which is where we are based um, and where we live, where we love, where we long. Um, and uh, it's to do with um, Manchester Pride um, and their uh, support of various schemes in the queer community. So um, it sort of first, uh, okay, often Manchester Pride has had, over the past few years has come under um, quite a lot of criticism for various um, choices they've made and the way that uh, Pride is tilting towards more of a more of a music festival than anything else um, uh, and maybe there's been criticism over the years but so it's quite like uh, regular to have a have a new story come up around this time of the year where something is happening but this is I feel like it's taken a bit of like a, a very specific turn so um it first happened I mean I think it was about a week ago or so maybe a couple of weeks I think it might have been a week ago um they basically uh Manchester Pride announced that they were um going to stop funding cut, they were going to cut funding for the scheme which has been giving out free condoms and lube in the city's lgbtq plus community like in the village since 1994 which is like the longest running scheme um in in the world um of its kind and you know it's it's a, a very important and amazing initiative and is so great that that we do have that access to you know free uh, condoms and lube in the city for anybody in the queer community or for anyone uh, that in, who frequents the village and it's an absolute shame that they decided to um, scrap the funding for that they basically said that um, it was because of COVID they didn't have as much money to spend on uh, various things however if you kind of know about Pride uh, you know that they have a lot of money so um it just seems a bit like mm, why uh so the community uh sort of rallied together um after an emergency meeting and they actually um have uh started to go fund me in order to fund the scheme um ourselves within the community which is amazing um but you know shouldn't necessarily have to be the case um so that was sort of the first thing that happened um and then uh, one of the heads of Pride was due to be on uh, Gadio, um, and then pulled out, like to, to to talk about some of the criticisms and also just to talk about Pride and things like that. And then they pulled out unexpectedly and didn't really give a reason, um, which was disappointing because uh, you're supposed to represent the community, and uh, if you can't come and be on the radio and talk about Pride, even if you're going to come on and talk about you know all the good bits and you know what you've got coming up, it's just a bit sort of disappointing. And then they uh, and. And then I think and then I think they did eventually go on the radio or on a different radio. And then they said that they were continuing to fund the LGBT Foundation and the George's House Trust. However, that contradicts the LGBT Foundation and George House Trust put out a statement um, that that contradicts conversations that they've had privately, that they're actually ending their funding with them. Um, so it's a bit like mm, what's going on here. Um, and essentially, the thing is, right we all love pride we love a party the party is a very important part of it but pride is you know a protest and pride is uh about the community and there's no problem with the party we love it but like when it comes at the cost of losing funding for the community and losing what is really actually needed for queer people then it's it's worrying um to say the least like what's what's it really becoming you know this the, the age-old question of 
what is pride for it seems to be more for profit than anything else these days and and, and all of those things so there's just been a lot of um conversation about that uh throughout the community and it is just incredibly disappointing and like you know we will be going to some pride events we do have tickets for one day of pride and it's not to say that you can't go shouldn't go absolutely not you know like it is ours it exists go enjoy yourself but like we always say know about what you're doing read around it's important to think about why we have pride what uh the reasons are behind it and how we want it to uh exist into the future and to know that we have the voice and we our, we are the voice of pride and if we don't want it to be xyz way and we want it to you know reform or be better or like do the things that the community actually need then we can say that um and we should um so yeah that's just been that's from hot off the news desk just been doing the rounds um yeah it's disappointing um but we must we must hope that you know they take on board everyone's comments and hopefully in the future maybe <laughs> we'll think again about funding the really important initiatives that we do have um in this city um and the community itself yeah and i think it's it's it, you know it's a really val- a lot of valid points that you've raised but i also i also think like you say it's important to remember what our role is in this obviously you know we can look at big organizations and you know um we can criticize them and, and obviously pride um organizations especially the larger ones do come under fire for various things every year but it's important to remember kind of um what it is that we can contribute to this and how we can embolden ourselves to remember like who this is for and um, what the community is and what it stands for and how we can kind of like take that back in ways that um you know isn't about necessarily um getting the most profit and um working with other brands and i know that you know obviously to to grow these things some of those considerations have to be made but there's also other sides to it that we that we can actively participate in there are also a number of alternative um, events going on across this month and especially on the last weekend of august um there's levenzium pride this weekend um salford as well and um there's there's plenty going on really um for alternative events free events family events and um you know just spending time with um, loved ones within the community or you know thinking about organizations that you might want to reach out to or to donate to or volunteer time to these are all ways that we can kind of like turn the dial when you know things can feel a little bit um hopeless or or negative there are always people doing good and there's always ways that you know you can you can help towards that so i think you know if we take anything from um pride month that's like something that we should all consider if we can and um also like you say you know i think we shouldn't be obviously we should be um talking about these issues and raising them discussing them criticizing but also it's certainly like you say not a call to um to to boycott anything you know it's it's a great event it's a great chance for everybody to come together after a really hard time and you know just be just be mindful I guess about what you're participating in and also how you can participate yourself I suppose it's not like um just a one or another issue I don't think 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, that is so often the case with a lot of things. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, we said this, I think when we did our Pride special live, our live show, um, and, you know, it does, Aww. it does <laughs> all those, all those years ago. Um, it does. Two years ago, just over. It is. Oh my God. That's insane. Yeah. All of the, um, all the pictures came up on my Google photos of like you like cutting out our like cue cards with the guillotine. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That was a fun night. That was a really good, a really good time. Um, yeah, but it, it rings true that like pride is for you. It's for all of us and it's what you make it and it's what it means to you. Um, and like that can be anything um and just like remember that this like well all the time you is you can be proud but like it's a really good time to sit and think about your pride and about your community and about how you want to help um if you want to and about what might be um what what, yeah how, how you can um elevate the community um in your own way so um yeah I mean it's yeah we it is ours and we must remember that um so yeah that is that on pride and moving on I think we've got a really quick little uh just round up from Sporty Spice is that correct Olivia? Yes yes and speaking of um elevating the um community um team LGBTQ at the Olympics this year have won a total of 32 medals and as we said last week a historic number of out athletes at uh, this year's um at this year's games I don't know if you saw did you see Tom De- Tom Daly's speech on the news where he was saying you know he was meant to have um the sort of not as great Olympics um, five years ago so that he could be at the Olympics in 2021 with his son watching him and like um, supporting supporting Papa on the TV. Yeah. Oh, it was so cute. And have you seen his little videos of his son and also of his cardigan? I just can't cope. So many cute things um, happened this year. And um, yeah, that's that's really, really great to see. I um, I agreed with it. Obviously, as we said in previous year, um, as we, obviously, as we said in previous um, podcasts, podcast um the Canadian soccer player Quinn became the first openly trans athlete to compete at the Olympics as well also the first openly trans person to win an Olympic medal um last week um and so yeah just a lot of a lot of really empowering um success stories and like I say Tom Daly won his first gold after 13 years of competing in the Olympics um and was the first out LGBTQ plus person um to medal at the 2020 games um and he said that he felt incredibly proud to say that I'm a gay man and also an Olympic champion so I think you know all of this visibility is just very very positive I know like we said and like what we said with pride before big organizations and like the Olympics is another case in point you know there are um you know inevitably issues that that surround these things but we're just really um really impressed and um inspired by um the feats of greatness from the individual athletes that took part this year and um that can only ever be a positive and uplifting story for our community so yeah we love to see it and we love to see sports on the telly at the end of the day don't we 
Yeah, we do, don't we? Um, I will just say quickly, um, Quinn was the first to uh, win um, as a trans person at the Olympics, but there were three other uh, out trans um, people who who, uh, who competed as well. So there was Chelsea Wolfe, um, Alana Smith, and also Laurel Hubbard. So just to give them a shout out as well, we absolutely love to see it. And yeah, um, I personally am missing sport on the telly. I've had to resort to watching some cricket, which is not really something... I ever have watched before really so but you know sport is sport and if it's on it's on I'll, I'll give it a go um but anyway yeah so um yeah it was a very stunning olympics for all the queers and um uh, well done everybody uh, good job so whilst we entirely agree with 32 olympic medals won by our lgbtq plus friends um there are inevitably certain things that we don't agree with it's time for another i don't agree with it Another week, another I don't agree with it. It's here again, Lucy. There's always something to not agree with. What is it that you don't agree with this week? Sock it to us. Lay it on us. Right, I'm going to lay it on thick this week. Um, So this is um, one that like... I, I thought about the other night that it sort of happened and I was like, oh, I hate when people do that. And I was like, oh, this is like an age old one. Can't believe I haven't done it before. And I don't think I have. Um, Now, caveat, caveat, caveat. I will have done this myself and you know maybe you have done this I'm not specifically saying this is something you do but I but you know just be warned people do this but there are people who do it a lot more than other people and I really don't agree with it I really dislike when people I'm not going to do it because I think it's horrible but when people do like a fake like gagging vomiting noise when they don't like something (laughs) <laughs> and I, I yeah, I've definitely done that yeah I, I have too because I said the other night that I don't like it and then last night I did it and was like what <laughs> who am I <laughs> who am I um but my my main you're Jean Valvom <laughs> <laughs> sorry I couldn't not do that so well there's the episode title Jean Valvom <laughs> <laughs> my, also my drag name um. <laughs> okay um, um yeah <laughs> but I specifically realized that like I get it people do it a lot and like I don't mind it that much but my the main the main place I don't like it the main way it comes out that I don't like it is when people do it about food specifically what somebody else is eating um so people will do that like you know you're in an office or something and like maybe you've heated up some something that someone doesn't like the smell fish fish whatever like this thing about fish in an office I just think it's fine like it smells fine if you like that food but a lot of people don't and that's the problem but and then they're all just there like gipping um like for effect (laughs) and I just absolutely I think it's so rude like because I I it I really can't stand like people being like about other people's food because it's like, well, you're not eating it. So can we not? Yeah. Um, and yeah. like, uh, you know, it's not okay by me um, to do that. Um, I think it's fine. Like doing it, you know, more like when people do it around just like something that they think is gross that they've seen or whatever, like, yeah, cool, whatever. But specifically about people's food, I really don't like it. And I think I have seen it 
a lot of times in my time where it's also specifically to do with like food that's maybe not of your country and therefore it's a bit racist so I like mm, just mm. hate it so much when you when you were in school I'm thinking maybe you will know this because you were in a school that had a lot of American people in it when you were in school right so um they they do a thing and I'm not sure if they still do it but it's like this this phrase that is said more there I've never heard it here which is don't yuck someone's yum that's so weird I was thinking of that exact phrase yesterday like because I don't know why I, I I somebody said yum or yuck or something and I thought oh my god don't yuck someone else's yum like I thought that exact thing yesterday I was thinking about that as a phrase um yes I know that phrase quite quite well um yeah it's very like yeah so stateside that phrase yeah and it's, it's for that exact reason and especially when it comes to um foods of cultures that are different to yours and when you're a child it's about learning that sort of like um awareness and um consideration for the fact that like there will be smells that are unfamiliar to you there will be like appearances of food that will be different to what you've seen before and you know I think as a child it's a bit more permissible to like go through a period of time where you're like understanding that which is why that phrase exists but obviously yeah for for adults you would think that people would um be a bit more uh, a bit more sensitive so I, I do I do see what you're coming from um Quilling says don't yuck someone else's yum that is yeah. our official stance interestingly for me though that phrase now I know as like a thing that people say about kink so like don't yuck someone else's yum if they've got like oh yeah well yes yeah, it's, yeah. it's the same so, yeah that's the adult version isn't it um but yeah uh, absolutely yeah do not yuck someone else's yum thank you so much um yes that's what I do not agree with <laughs> what don't you agree with that's a good solid one this week Lucy that's a real uh I don't agree with it stalwart I would say that's going in the hall of fame um my one this week is um something that annoyed me when I went to a friend's 40th birthday on Friday um and we were all like just getting to the point where we'd had some drinks and we were all just like, you know, singing along with the songs, loving life, doing a bit of like sat down dancing, you know. Um, and we were all just like doing karaoke at each other, basically, you know, that like that stage of the night. Um, so we were like doing like Proud Mary at each other and various other songs at each other. And then the music just went through this phase of like five songs where it was all like absolute classic songs but all really, really, really terrible covers and for no reason and no explanation. Um, I don't know if this is like a thing that some pubs do. Is it like a thing when they like don't have the license to a song, they'll just play like a really bad cover? I don't know. Well, I've I've never really known this to happen before. My experience of that is having worked in two of our nation's biggest DIY store chains, um, they... (laughs) they always have like on B&Q radio like they don't pay for the license for the music so they have all covers of like the songs and they're all just like a bit off and it's horrible I used to drive it's horrible yeah yeah isn't it horrible because especially if it's such a classic song you need it to hit in the specific way that that song hits otherwise there's just no point to the song I'd rather just I, I would absolutely rather not listen to it and the worst one that they did was Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Somebody and it was literally the most disgusting thing I've ever heard and we were all so sad and it really just like bummed us out for like 20 minutes while it went through these like five songs that were all these terrible 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 covers and um it was very horrible and I don't agree with it 
yeah no I agree with not agreeing with that um I, I that must have been a licensee thing or maybe they just had some weird mix on um but yeah weird from a pub I feel like I've not really had that in a pub only in DIY chains <laughs> so. yeah where, where else did you work that was a DIY chain other than being Q home base oh my god yeah I totally yeah. forgot about your time at home base I worked at home base at sixth form so before I came to uni um yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and then B&Q after uni oh. I book I bookended my uni experience with nails and hammers and and huge bags of cement <laughs> is that a metaphor uh maybe <laughs> so from music to film I know you teed it up for us at the beginning of the podcast I am dying to see this the trailer for it looked absolutely amazing I didn't even realize it was on at the cinema so please without too many spoilers because I will be going to see this um tell us what you thought of Zola yeah so um yeah I know we spoke about uh uh how we both really wanted to see it um and then on on Friday night um Izzy was away all week and weekend and um I had thought like oh I might might see if Adam wants to go to the cinema tomorrow there's a couple of things I wanted to see and um he was he came to me Friday night and went do you want to go to cinema tomorrow I was like oh perfect so we went middle middle of the day Saturday what a stunning time to go to the cinema just such a nice like a 3.15 showing I think it was such a good time to go to the cinema because you like wake up whenever you want whatever we'd had a bit of a heavy night before and then you're like oh go to the cinema and you still got the whole of Saturday like evening and night to go like the weekend ladies and gentlemen so yeah um <laughs> Yeah, so we went to go see Zola, which is a new film, um, which is about, essentially, it's about a um, two women who meet uh, randomly, um, and one of them invites the other to go, like, stripping in Florida to make some money, because she knows some, like, good clubs that will get them a bunch of money, so uh, Zola... So it's, it's Magic Mike, essentially. It's that is the plot of Magic Mike. Magic Mike 2, right? Oh, no, Magic Mike 1. That is what they do Magic Mike 1. Yeah. That's... No wonder I loved it so much. Um, so, <laughs> all my favorite films, oh, Magic Mike. Um, but yeah, and um, yeah, so they go to Florida, and then basically, and I won't say what happens, but things spiral, um, and things maybe don't occur quite as were set out to occur. Um, and it's based upon a tweet thread in real life, which um, Zola uh, tweeted back in a, f- a few years ago, like I like a 78 long tweet thread which details all of this stuff that happened on this trip and basically it's a fictionalization of that um and most of it is true a few things added in for color um and it is right it is like buck wild but in like all the right places um it like is so good it looks amazing um it sounds amazing it's got an amazing soundtrack by Mika Levy who's a, a really great British uh composer um and it's like it's it's like it does it does being of the internet very well like if you um so I I, a friend came around on a couple of mates came out on Friday and we were talking about how we were going to go see that next day and he was like oh I just cannot go watch that like it's it's so like not for me the like what it's about and I was like really I was like don't is it because it looks oh it looks so stressful and I was like oh I I, I like being stressed during films which is something I have noticed recently is that some of my best favorite films are like really tense ones which I personally think means I'm absolutely fine but like (laughs) Um, but he was like no no I don't mind being stressed but and then his uh his mate said oh well he hasn't had like social media for like five years it hasn't been online and I was like oh okay I see so you're like he's not of the internet so 
if you're not really of the internet, I still think you get things from it, but it's very, very good at like portraying being of the internet. And it does one of my favorite um, like versions of representation of how texts are sent on a, on, on film. So um, yeah, that's something to look forward to. Um, it's really well cast. Everyone is so good in it. Um, obviously we've got uh, cousin Greg of Do You Have the Antibodies fame um, playing a, <laughs> an incredibly pathetic boyfriend, which- um, Oh I my love. God. Yes, I cannot wait. And I love him. So that was like so good. Um, yeah, it's really good. Maybe, maybe, maybe it slightly tried to do a few too many things um, in that way that like sometimes maybe a director gets carried away and is like, I want to do everything. Um, but like, that's not really, in my opinion, like a problem. Um, it just um, overall, absolute thrill ride, loads of stressful fun, cannot recommend it enough. I think you'll love it. Um, hopefully, um, I adored it. I think it's a really, really good film. So, hundred percent recommend. Get out there and see Zola. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, I absolutely will. And great to know that is on at the cinema. Did you go to home to see that? Yeah, yeah, it's on at home. I think it's only on at home because um, it's a bit more. It's an A twenty four, so obviously it's at home. <laughs> yeah. So that is what I saw at the cinema. Have you been watching anything, or is there? Do you have any recs this week? Um, I have a rec for um, the theatre. I haven't been to see it yet, but I've been uh, reading something about it. So I wanted to recommend Constellations, which is on currently at the Vaudeville Theatre in London, and that's running until the 12th of September. it's, It's interesting because it's a play, and I think this has been done before, but I think it's probably going to be done more that has um, an interchangeable cast, regardless of gender. So um, Russell Tovey plays with another actor who is also a man um, when it's his night. And then, um, and on the other nights, it's Anna Maxwell, Martin and Chris O'Dowd. So obviously Chris O'Dowd off of like Bridesmaids, Married to Dawn Porter and Anna Maxwell Martin off of Motherland. So um, really interesting to have this cast. And I think, you know, he was talking about how in the world of COVID and theatre, this will probably be a more popular thing because if somebody gets pinged, you know, you can just go in and it's also like creating versatility with the script and, you know, thinking about things differently or actually thinking about things in more of the same way, which, you know, is what we like to think about. So um it's an interesting story. Go and check out Constellations. Um, and he t- he talks about um, the the shame that he went through when he was younger in relation to the play and into um, previous characters that he has portrayed who are queer. And he says um, he is part of a whole generation of queer people who have Section 28 in our blood. Um, and he says, you know, what what people were fed is you're a pervert there's no place for you your only opportunities are to stay in the closet if you want success and happiness but you won't be happy anyway and if you come out you're going to get AIDS and no one's going to love you um and he said you know he was lucky to have found a sympathetic environment in the arts but for a lot of people section 28 is still part of um is still part of their psyche so um it's about that sort of disconnect. And I think this was explored a little bit in um, Bisexual that came out maybe like two years ago um, and about that sort of like cognitive dissonance between the experiences of um, millennials and people getting into their 40s and then the generation sort of under 
us um, who have experienced um, sort of access to certain freedoms and things, especially um, in the UK, as being, you know, wildly, wildly different and about how we can kind of um, progress forwards together when we've had such different experiences of what it is like to be um, queer within society and the sort of ripple effect of that and how even though things are different, people still live with the scars of that time and you know how that can run really deep um run really deep for people so I thought that's an interesting play so definitely go and check that out if you're in the area or if you can get to London and it's just so nice to think that um theatres are opening up again I've had my first little taste and now I definitely definitely want more so um I'll try and go and see that but um if you go and see that or if you have seen it then let us know um yeah we'd love to know what you think of it Absolutely. Yeah. I, I uh, haven't been to the theatre yet and would, would love to. And that sounds like a really, really great show. So, um, yeah, I love, love the idea of the switching in and out. I think that that is uh, the future of uh, theatre and various things like the like what the scope that that brings to a piece. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And um, also in um, slightly more lighthearted um, consuming news, perhaps a podcast that I talk about all the time. So I got to thinking um, is back with season four. So that is presented by absolute icon Juno Dawson and Dylan Jones. And they um, do an episode by episode analysis of Sex and the City. So if you are missing um, sentimental garbage or if you're missing, um, you know, you haven't rocked rewatched Sex and the City for six months then this will be the bomb to your soul because um you know again Sex and City problematic banger but you know we 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 love it nonetheless and so um I think especially in light of whatever this new um iteration of Sex and City is going to be it's going to be like even more interesting to discuss some of these topics through a 2021 lens um because I love to explore a theme yeah absolutely um and there's many a theme in sex and the city and um yeah actually i'm gonna i'm gonna start listening to that because i haven't watched sex and the city in about six months so you know it's been i need it i need it i need to uh you know put the band-aid on <laughs> it's funny how much of like a we've talked about it before but just how much of a like iconic series that is and how much uh it's just so watchable every now and then um uh love it so much um yeah cool great recommendation i actually listened to a new podcast today which is like brand new um it's on bbc sounds it's charlie xx's best song ever um which uh, i was like yeah i'm gonna like this this is this is right up my street shout out, shout out to my friend lauren bradley who produces that podcast thank you oh, so much sorry. nice yeah good job <laughs> it was really good really well produced um and yeah so for, uh, she basically gets people on to talk about like their best songs for various different um bits of life and the first guest she had was absolute prime hun and goofball of the ages christine off of christine and the queens who is just <laughs> such, such a like dorky character i'm obsessed with her she's like so great um and she was absolutely all of the things you want her to be on this um they're good friends so they had a really good like rapport um one of my favorite things uh quickly was just when when charlie xx like introduced the pod and introduced herself she described herself as iconic living legend um and i just thought yes you know your worth love it so much <laughs> so i was very into that um yeah and they did they went through a bunch of songs and and you know experiences around the songs they did like it's not like your your average song so they had like best song to fall in love to best song to like play at your funeral best song to cry to um 
And then specifically for Christine and the, the Queens, they had best song to keep when the water runs, like off of their song Gone, which uh, begins, why do we keep when, what, when the water runs? Um, and they talk loads about like, what does that mean? Which was quite interesting to like talk about because like, what does that mean? And they were like, wait, what does that mean? Um, so yeah, they it was a really great pod. I'm really looking forward to much many more of them. I'm intrigued um, who else will be on. I think there'll be a bunch of other like queer icons and just uh, other icons. So I would highly recommend Very Good. It's on BBC Sounds. Yeah, absolutely stunning. Um, yeah, they have a whole host of brilliant guests um, for that series. And uh, we can't wait to see what our favourite um, queer musical crushes like to fall in love to and like to, don't know, watch sports to or eat dinner to because these are all the questions that we need answered and we need them answered now. So, um, yeah, thank you very much for that. And thank you, Lauren, for producing such a great podcast. Love to see it. Love to hear it. So speaking of, I mean, if we were potentially on this show, imagine, um, what would be our best song of this, the week of uh, Thursday, the 12th of August, 2021? What is your track of the week, Olivia? (laughs) Well, it should have been my track of the week probably a few weeks ago. And I don't know why it hasn't been. Um, So it's probably a pretty obvious one for me, but I haven't actually had it as my track of the week yet. So that is Prioritise Pleasure by Self Esteem, because I love to say and do anything and then after it say that's just for me and it hasn't got old in any way yet and I'm doing it about every single thing that I do so like I brush my hair that's just for me I you know read my kindle that's just for me go down the stairs and it makes me feel exactly exactly you know um take a vintage parcel to the Hermes drop off that's just for me (laughs) I love to have things that are just for me and um it is a great affirmation to live by and it hasn't got old yet and I don't think it ever will. So thank you so much, um, Rebecca Taylor, for bringing that into our lives. I love to have things that are just for me. Yeah, it is an incredibly good uh, affirmation and a very good song. Um, can't get enough of it myself as well. Um, very, very exciting Um album tracks so far and very excited for the album to come out in October I think it is and then we see her on tour which will be stunning we obviously are massive self-esteem fans we've talked about her a million billion times on this pod but we won't stop um yeah because that's just for me so well exactly (laughs) very good track of the week I also (laughs) were absolutely so pleased to put that on the playlist great and what track is just for you this week Lucy so my track just for me this week um it's actually similarly one that um i've been listening to for a few weeks and that keep being like i can't believe i haven't done this as my track of the week yet um but a few weeks ago um so i i, I think I've, I've obviously spoken about this in the pod before and you know both me and yourself we both have a bit of a pop punk emo side to ourselves we love to delve mm-hmm. into these mm-hmm. these things um and um our friend sophie actually messaged me the other week being like oh i'm having such a like phase of listening back to you know loads of old pop punk and she was like specifically man overboard and i was like oh i don't really know man overboard like i've heard of them but i'd never really like got into them she's like oh my god you must listen to them um and i was like okay i will do and i listened to a bunch of their tracks and there's one that they're very good a very pop punk very like um taking back sunday adjacent um i would say uh and this one track uh, I cannot get enough of, it's called Montrose. Um, and it's just like short, sweet, really pop punky. It's like about starting to date someone, I think. Um, I don't really know. I don't, I'm not going to tell them what it's about, but yeah. And it's like the 
uh like the lyrics are just so like emo the the chorus is uh my heart caves in when i look at you we love we love that just like that over it we'd love that um and then there's like if it's like repeated bit that goes like do you take pictures off the wall when you know i'm coming to your room do you hide all the stuffed animals the other boys bought for you just so good <laughs> like it's so like specifically itself you know what i mean and i love things yeah. that like that um and it's just an absolute banger so that is my track of the week that is a great one and yeah we love we love to see um nostalgia played out through um early to mid noughties pop punk so um seal of approval from us at queer longing towers so i think lucy that is another week of queer longing wrapped up we have got many a thing to be excited for in the upcoming weeks as we mentioned we do have um we do have pride coming up at the end of the month we've got a couple of other events coming up it's lovely to be able to be um getting back out into the world again and enjoying things in real life um if you're doing anything special um for the pride weekend do let us know there's so much going on or um like we say if you have any alternative events that you want to let us know about that we can talk about on the podcast next week in time for the weekend then let us know we'd love to be able to shout those out and um get in touch with us in all of the usual ways please email us queerlonging at gmail.com or you can contact us on instagram um at queerlonging and on twitter at the same handle you can also leave us um a voicemail on anchor.com forward slash queerlonging if you would like to and until that time that we will be meeting on some um dance floor somewhere over the august bank holiday weekend i'm sure we will be loving you leaving you and longing for you until next time bye 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 Oh wait, what is that? Is that from the cinema? Yeah, that's the the like uh, Pearl and Dean, isn't it? Oh no, quick! No, don't 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 do it all! Don't do it all! Don't do it all! We'll get done. Copyright infringement. Get done on this. Our raw edit.